Hello, everyone. I hope you all had a wonderful Christmas, holiday, whatever you celebrate. It is the last podcast of this year, which is crazy to think about. I've just received so much amazing feedback from people who have tuned in and listened to the few episodes that I've put out this year. So thank you so much, everyone, for supporting me and for riding along this journey with me. I'm going to be talking with a mental health counselor from here in Washington named Carla Munger. We talk a lot about mental health for women in this episode, especially for women who are either new moms, pregnant, or are thinking about becoming new moms. And she also goes over some tips that she has for finding a mental health counselor that you really connect with. So I'm super excited to bring you this episode. Again, thank you all so much for joining me for my podcast. And I hope you enjoy it. Hey, friends, I'm nurse coach Sean. And this is my podcast. In this podcast, I will be sharing with you how to create a well and balanced life that connects with who you truly are, whether it be a meditation or mindfulness practice, an insightful interview, or just sharing my own journey and expertise on different life and wellness topics. Hopefully, if you're listening, you will walk away feeling more aligned in your purpose. This is your permission to cultivate radical self-love. This is your encouragement to create a more fulfilling and vibrant life for yourself. This is your invitation to lean into your curiosity and intuition. Together, let's build a compassionate space through which to heal. Welcome to the Aligned and Well podcast. All right. So our guest today is Carla Munger. She is a mental health counselor for women here in Washington. Carla, I am so excited to have you on as a guest today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Sean. I'm excited too. Thanks for the invite. Absolutely. So Carla, give us a, a short description of, of who you are, what you do, and, and the people that you help. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I am a mental health counselor, and I'm the founder of Wittingly Psychotherapy. Uh, we serve women primarily in their 20s through their 40s um, with all sorts of mental health and wellness concerns. Mm. Oh, that is so needed. Um, there is a huge like gap in in the care available to women. And we talked about that in our last conversation too. So um, I want to know what was it that inspired you to become a mental health counselor for women? And can you talk a little bit about the journey that that led you down this path? Yeah, it's tricky to know where to start, right? Because I'm <laughs> As a therapist, I'm always reflecting on childhood and all the many factors that kind of make us who we are. Um, I really grew up with a big helping heart. I wanted to be a helper in some way. I didn't know what that would look like. I explored um, maybe a career in medical um, or dental was a thought. I considered missionary work or pastoral work. Um, and then while I was in my undergrad, I actually was um, studying to go into some form of um, Christian ministry and wasn't sure what that would look like, but took a counseling class. 
and just a light bulb came on and I felt like this is the path for me. So started down that journey and um, started out working in a general practice, saw kids and adults, men and women, elderly, um, had a big, broad sort of range of experiences. But when I decided to start my own practice, I kind of reflected on who do I feel that I'm doing the best work with? And that was women. And so I've been digging deeper into the world of women's mental health ever since. And it's been really rewarding. Mm, yes. Yeah. And, and as a woman in healthcare in you know, the healing space, um, we always, I think, have our own attachment to why we feel so passionate about the work that we do. So can you explain a little bit more like what drew you to women and the connection that I, that you have with, with the people that you serve? Yeah, you're right. It's, it's easy to see ourselves in somebody who (laughs) shares a lot of similarities to us. And I think Mm -hmm. that, um, that's allowed me to bring what I've learned in my own, um, growth journey and really apply that with women. Um, I'm also just passionate about supporting women to be more empowered in the world. Um, and I think that therapy is a really beautiful way to support and empower women. Um, I'm so inspired by a quote from Melinda Gates. She says, when you invest in women, you invest in the people who invest in everyone else. And I just get teary every time I (laughs) say that quote because it's so powerful and beautiful as women were givers. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And to be able to give and invest in moms and daughters and wives and sisters, I know that that uh, resonates out and Mm -hmm. they go out and and love on the people in their lives even better. Oh, yeah. That is a really beautiful quote. Um, And yeah, what came up for me is that, you know, as women, we are nurturers. And there are so many times where we we neglect our own self-care, we neglect our own health and well-being to take care of others, because many of us are the role in the family that cares for everybody else. And I think it's so important to have resources for women so that they can feel more empowered. Like you said, um, where do you feel like the biggest gaps in women's health are and, and how, how can we start closing that gap? Yeah. You know, I feel that I have my little sliver of a view onto the world of women's health and that's women's mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and an area that I've become really passionate about over the last few years is uh, perinatal mental health, mm-hmm. which is unique, very unique to women. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> women only experience perinatal mental health conditions. Mm -hmm. There are some studies that talk about how fathers also can experience some mental health challenges just in the new parent phase. Mm -hmm. Um, But true perinatal mental health 
is a very undereducated angle of mental health care in as much as that I honestly didn't even know the term perinatal mental health until several years into practicing. And I'd already worked with many pregnant and expecting and new moms. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's also incredibly important because like we just talked about um, those moms are bonding with their babies and they're helping those babies become safe and healthy in the world. And if mom herself is struggling, how can she really give what she wants to, um, to her baby? Mm. I, I completely agree with you. I think there is definitely a huge gap there because I don't, before our last conversation, I don't even think I really took note of the fact that perinatal mental health was an actual huge problem, but it, it makes so much sense that it is. Um, I'm curious as to what in particular, like what issues do you find that perinatal women run into a lot in your work as a therapist? Um, what patterns do you typically see with these women that they need to work through? Sure. Yeah. Well, there's the obvious, especially for a first time mom, um, the obvious massive life transition that she's mm. experiencing. She is really read reimagining, reformulating her own identity, her roles, all of her relationships so that she can make space to wear the hat of a mother. Um, It impacts her ability to work and her relationship with her partner, her relationship with her own family of origin often changes a lot. Um, If she's the first one in her friend group to become pregnant, she's finding new connections and finding that some of her old connections don't resonate the way that they used to or that they need a different kind of attention. Um, So there's a ton of change. Mm. There's also sleep deprivation, which is uh, one of the biggest factors in mental health challenges when we're not sleeping well we're missing one of the primary foundation pieces um Mm -hmm. so there's the challenge of being sleep deprived there's all the hormone changes going on Mm -hmm. um oftentimes uh we're most aware of the idea of postpartum depression but the Mm -hmm. The bigger presentation is actually perinatal anxiety. Oftentimes it starts before um, the baby comes and it can intensify after the baby comes Mm -hmm. um, and it can be very acute. It can come with some sort of scary thoughts of I should just run away or maybe nobody needs me to be here. It's all often driven out of an overwhelming fear of being responsible for this new vulnerable little life. Mm. Um, So Mm. anxiety is really a huge one. Of course, postpartum depression exists also, and we can serve that, but anxiety is the one that we often don't filter for. And that really is very treatable, but needs attention. Mm. Yeah. I'm learning a lot as you're talking because, you know, while I'm not a mother myself, Um, I hope to be, and, um, it's giving me like a whole new perspective on how to approach my own health and wellness as I, um, journey towards that. Right. And I know that a lot of listeners 
are going to really value the things that we're talking about because most of my audience is women and a lot of them are also moms too. And, um, one of the things that I wanted to know is that are are there particular tools that you have um, when you work with your clients to tackle some of these obstacles, like the, the perinatal anxiety and the postpartum depression? Do you have any specific helpful tools that you use with these women? Yeah, absolutely. Um, education is probably the first line. It's normalizing that this is so common, that it's temporary, and that it is treatable. Um, fear thrives in the darkness. So as mm. soon as we can identify and get clients talking and sharing about those scary thoughts or those overwhelming moments of anxiety, the sooner we can um, normalize that and then help them begin to just um, find the strategies that work right for them for coping. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also important we talk a lot about their sleep. How can we make sure they're getting at least three hour chunks of sleep so that they can get a full sleep cycle? Who can be available to support them and care for the baby so that they can sleep? How do they balance? Um, say breastfeeding and their own mental health. A lot of times um, moms are, you know, very passionate about wanting to breastfeed their baby, but if it's coming at the expense of their sleep and their wellness, um, we try and look for how can they still meet that value, but in a way that also works for them because that works for baby. Mm. What works for a mom works for baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is super important. The fact that you said, you know, normalizing, because a lot of, I know, like one of my fears as a, um, hopefully a future mom is that I am afraid that I'm going to feel so isolated and so alone, even though I know that there's a community of women out there who have gone through similar things. Um, but I think that's also just, um, the nurturer in, and us women, you know, we, we tend to take on a lot of responsibility and not expect anybody else to help us. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you kind of brought in that every woman deals with things differently and every woman needs a different strategy that's individualized to them to cope because yes. not, you know, it's not like a one size fits all, um, no, it's not a rest healing journey. Yeah, exactly. Can you talk about like one of your favorite experiences working with someone where you truly felt like you made a difference in their life, where you felt like you truly helped them move forward in their healing journey? Oh man, there are so many to choose from. I've been practicing about 10 years and I can just see faces as you ask that of clients. Oh yeah. Worked with and seen them grow and heal, and I feel so honored to be able to um, wear the work hat that I do and see those transformations. So it's hard to choose a favorite. Um, what I will say is the the really rewarding experiences do have a theme, and that is when clients come ready to take ownership of what they're facing and how they're struggling. Um, Clients who say, you know, 
I realize I can't change anybody else. I can't change some aspects of my situation, but I'm ready to change me. I'm ready to grow and learn, um, look at the hard stuff and dig in deep. Um, clients who come with that attitude always make profound success. Mm-hmm. I would say always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, super rewarding. And it makes me think of, um, I don't know if you're, are you familiar with Victor Frankel? I've heard um, the name, but I'm not super yeah. familiar. So he was a survivor of Nazi concentration camps mm-hmm. and a psychologist, um, mm-hmm. brilliant guy. And he did a lot of, um, he wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning. He talked a lot about what we do in the worst of situations, how, the attitude that we choose. Um, and so I think of him and his work and there's a quote I love by him when we're no longer able to change a situation, we're challenged to change ourselves Mm. and yeah, clients who are ready to change themselves, um, always see growth. Mm -hmm. Oh, that is beautiful. I love that because it just makes me think of, um, you know, that, that sense of, control being lost when there are so many things happening outside of you that you cannot control. A lot of times the answer is looking within and, mm-hmm. and finding the the willingness to make that change. And a lot of times we are not, we're not in the right stage to, to change, but as we grow and as we evolve and as we take in our life experiences, we can slowly get to a place where we're ready. And I think that's when a lot of people come to counselors and therapists and coaches. It's when they're ready to start making changes and start taking back some control that they feel like they've lost. Yes. Yeah. A lot of times I think I see the seed of change just as it's starting to sprout. There's Mm -hmm. this bud and I get to keep watering it and shine sunshine on it, but it's already been growing. They're under the surface before somebody reaches out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and we, especially as women, I feel like we forget how strong we actually are and how much power we have within ourselves to change and to create a vibrant health for both ourselves and for our families. Mm -hmm. So finding a therapist for women can be tough. I know I I went through a few therapists before I found my ideal one. And, um, and I think that, you know, perinatal women, women who are looking to become mothers, women who are pregnant, or maybe have just had a baby, they're not really thinking about themselves anymore, right? They're thinking about their baby. They're thinking about, um, their family. It's that nurturing quality. So can you, can you provide maybe your top three tips for women who are um, needing support in the mental health area, how to find a good mental health counselor or therapist that is right for them? Yeah. You know, it is a little bit like dating, like you got a mm-hmm. vibe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And sometimes you don't and it's nobody's fault and it's not personal, but you just don't vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first thing I would say is know that that's okay if 
if it doesn't click the first time, you'll usually know by session three mm-hmm. if if you're going to be able to really open up and do the work you want to do with that therapist or not. Mm-hmm. So the first session, sometimes that's not that's not quite enough to get a sense. Sometimes it is. And trust your gut if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but if by session three, it's not feeling like you're clicking and connecting, mm-hmm. then keep looking. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, let's see, in terms of the top three tips for how to find that person you connect with, um, looking, look in before you look out, look Mm. in and reflect on what are my goals and my needs. And you might even think about, you know, in the rest of my life, who do I naturally find that I can connect with and easily trust and talk with? Is there a difference for me between men and women or, um, a certain age group or, um, anything like that and thinking about um yeah your goals is it that you want to just not feel anxious anymore is that your only goal or is there something bigger than that is that I want to feel calm and confident so that I can uh, go after that job that I've been dreaming about or take that step that I'm passionate about or um do I want to overcome depression because I see people who live these joyful lives and maybe they um, <clears throat> have great mindfulness practices? Maybe that means you want to look for somebody who is more specialized in mindfulness. Um, mm-hmm. So looking at yourself and what's going to resonate with you and then kind of start your search and see who floats to the top and looks interesting to you. So that's a tip. Let me think. What else? The other thing I would say is look at your budget really honestly. Look at your health insurance and what's provided there. Mm -hmm. Um, Get as much information as you can. If you're not in crisis, um, sometimes it's worth considering budgeting and saving. You might need to go out of your insurance network to find that person that you really click with. In Mm -hmm. the long run, I believe that that's an investment that pays off because Mm -hmm. if you're doing useful work, it's going to go quicker Mm -hmm. um, and it's going to allow you to move on to potentially making more money yourself, you know, reaching goals that are important to you. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So considering outside of your network can be very helpful. Yeah. I really love that you said that because I actually had to do that. Like, I had gone through a couple of, of therapists and didn't really feel the connection. And then I found one and really connected with her, had a couple of free sessions with her and she was outside of my insurance, but I valued the work that I did with her so much. And I felt like I was making so many positive changes in my mindset and just my whole life in general that I decided to just keep going to her and paying out of pocket because like you said, it's an investment in myself. And, um, I also like that you hit on the, the, the kind of like financial aspect of it, just because a lot of times finances can be 
a roadblock for us in investing in ourselves and, Mm -hmm. and pursuing our healing journey. The fact of the matter is like, whenever you spend the money and invest in yourself and really take that leap, you end up showing up more powerfully, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that you, um, yeah, you put your heart into it even that much more when you're putting your dollars into it. Mm -hmm. I also think, you know, for some reason, um, we can get a little hung up when we think about paying out, out of network or out of pocket for mental health. Whereas, Mm -hmm. um, we don't bat an eye if it's a beauty treatment or a massage or a spa, other forms of self-care. So if we consider this as, um, self-care and wellness, Mm -hmm. it can help us kind of get over that hurdle. Yeah. I completely agree. I think about the amount of money that, that us women spend on makeup and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, like getting our nails done and getting our hair done. It's like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And, for me personally, I know that like my roadblock before in, in investing in my mental well-being was the fact of being afraid, being afraid to face some of those feelings that mm-hmm. I had stuffed down, being, being afraid to process some of the negativity that I had been holding back. And um, it can be a scary thing to have those things come to the surface in, in therapy. So back to the right therapist, the right therapist will help pace you in that um, Mm -hmm. progress. Mm -hmm. If it feels extremely overwhelming right at the beginning, Mm -hmm. um, that would be something to to say to your therapist. This feels like it's going too fast for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And if it continues to move at that pace, that might just not be the right person for you. Mm -hmm. Mm, Yeah. Oh, this has been such an amazing conversation. I feel like we could go on forever. Um, I have a couple more questions to ask you though. So um, do you have like some tangible advice for women, some general tangible advice for how they can become more empowered in being more active participants and taking control of their own health? Yes. Track your cycle. Oh, Yes. I think that that is huge. And for some reason, we're not really taught to track our cycle, Mm -hmm. Um, track your cycle and not just which days I bleed and which days I don't, but what else is going on in those days in between? What days am I um, anxious or feeling low or weepy or more prone to pick a fight with my roommate or my partner? Um, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So tracking your cycle is huge. I think that um, it is so empowering to know yourself and be able to kind of wrap some context around what's going on on a particular day because our emotional makeup really does change throughout each month. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh my gosh, I love that because I I literally just started reading this book called Do Less by Kate Northrup. I'm not sure. If you've heard, have you heard of her? No. Well, her whole philosophy is basically that as women, we are cyclical beings and planning our lives around our cycles, our menstrual cycles and the cycles of the moon and things like that. Everything lines up to where our energy 
can be matched with certain like tasks. Um, yes. Just based on where we are in our cycles. And, and it's kind of been blowing my mind just because like we typically know around what time we will be in our menstrual cycle and we can easily like plan around that and using it as a, a strength instead of something that just gets in the way of everything. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I've been reading that book and it's just, it's been super eye opening. So um, I think that's such a, a useful perspective to track your cycle and, and your moods too. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, one other thought is develop a mindfulness practice in terms of health tips. You know, um, Mm -hmm. a mindfulness practice can look any kind of way that feels mindful Mm -hmm. to you. It might be running. It might be listening to music. It might be sitting quietly or attending yoga classes. Mm -hmm. Um, But making space each day to create a few moments where you are really in that moment, mm-hmm. however that is for you. It might be when you're washing your dishes, taking a shower, mm-hmm. you're just fully present, you're tuned into your senses and um, you're letting the normal kind of noisy thoughts of life be a little further away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that tip too. I'm a huge, huge advocate of practicing mindfulness. Um, it, it can be such a healing experience to allow yourself in some way to slow down and, and check in with yourself. Yes. Hmm. Any other tips that you have, any other tangible advice that you can think of off the top of your head? Those are the big ones that come to mind for, especially for women. Mm, Yeah. So tracking your cycle and your mood, developing a mindfulness practice and to recap, you know, searching for a therapist, making sure you vibe with them, looking inside of yourself before you look out and, and budgeting honestly, and really assessing the investment you're willing to make. So, Mm -hmm. wow, this has been a really really rich conversation, I think. And, and so many women listening to this are going to be going to find it super, super helpful, I think. So thank you so much, Carla, for, for your expertise, for your insight, for your, for sharing your story. Um, I think it's going to be really inspiring for other women out there. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So this is a question I like to ask all of my guests before we end because this is the aligned and well podcast. And I want to know what does being aligned and well mean to you? Mm. Being aligned and well to me, I would say aligned with um, our values with Mm -hmm. my values, kind of identifying what are the core things that make life feel rich and meaningful to me Mm -hmm. And how are they present? How are they represented in my life? Mm -hmm. When they're present and well-represented, I think I'm aligned and well. Mm, Beautiful. Okay. So where can people find you? If anyone listening who's local or do you serve just Washington state? Yes. Currently I do just serve Washington state. Um, Mm -hmm. 
that may change in the future. Other states may be added, but um, that goes on a state-by-state basis. Mm-hmm. Um, so Washington State right now, and you can find me online at um, wittingly.com. It's W-I-T-T-I-N-G-L-Y. Awesome. Wittingly.com. Cool. Okay. Well, if you are in Washington state and you are a woman who is looking to change your life and focusing on your health and wellness, please reach out to Carla. Um, I will include her information in the show notes in the description. So you can go ahead and click the link there to find her. Thank you so much, Carla, again, for being a guest on this podcast. This was, um, this was such a pleasure. Absolutely. Take care. Such a great conversation with Carla. I loved having her on the podcast, and I think our conversation was super insightful. So I hope that some of you found it helpful. For those of you who are entering into new motherhood, I would love to hear what you thought and what you took away from our interview. If you resonated with any of the episodes that you've listened to so far this year on my podcast, I would love for you to take a screenshot tag me on social media at Nurse Coach Sean. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, um, I would be so grateful if you would leave me a review and let me know what other content you would like to hear from me in the future. My next episode will be coming out on Tuesday, January the 11th, and I'm going to be talking all about the 10 lessons that I learned in 2021. So be sure to check that out whenever it drops and make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you get notified whenever I have a new episode come out. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, I'm here to serve and support you in whatever way I can. It is my mission and my purpose as a nurse coach to be an advocate for self-love and compassion so that I can help you leverage your own inner power and healing potential in the pursuit of a well and aligned life. I'm excited to be on this journey with you. Have a wonderful week. I'm nurse coach Sean. And remember, when all is aligned, all is well. Love you guys. Thank you.